0: Welcome to the Vince Del Monte podcast show where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Hey, hey! welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast show. This is going to be extremely exciting. This is a first ever. And this podcast is called How to Hit Your First 50K with none other, the legend himself, Corby Waters. And we call him the sage, and you're going to see why. We did our podcast on Friday with uh, Suzanne Galuzzo and uh, I was listening to it this morning. It dropped on Monday and uh, I talked a lot about having to get you back on the show and I'm like, hey, I don't have an episode for uh, Wednesday yet. So Corbs, we're going to go live in the group and I want to just uh, riff on uh, some counterintuitive business ideas that might just sound too simple for people to wrap their mind around, but what it really takes to grow a successful and profitable online business. So before we dive into that and how you've helped so many of our members hit personal bests each month and how you played a huge part in getting Suzanne Galuzzo to her first six-figure month in under a year, if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Why don't you just tell our listeners, anybody who does not know you yet, likely people on the podcast, who you are and how you got into this. And then let's definitely tell them the story about how you and I met. And then we'll get into all the good stuff.
1: Okay. The short version of a long story, obviously, is I, when I left college, I did network marketing back in the early 90s. I know I don't look a hundred, but I am. I started in the early 90s and then I had a lot of success, but unfortunately the company grew too fast and they went out of business. So I kind of got into coaching other marketers at that point on how to grow their network marketing businesses. And in 1992, right around 93, somebody said, how much do you charge? I didn't know what to say. So I said 3,000 a month. It was like, that's a steal. I'll take it. So that was my first client. So that's how I got into coaching. So I said, well, maybe I should learn how to do this thing. So I started taking training at that point from a guy named Thomas Leonard, who I'm absolutely sure, unless you're a thousand years old, you have no idea who it is. But if you know any coach federations, he's the guy that started most of the coaching federations. So after a few years of that, I got into Jay Abraham's trainings and started learning about his protege trainings and learning his methodologies and taking those to small businesses and learning how to do the business side of coaching along with the life networking marketing side. So I started learning that. And then once I got really good, he referred me to a guy named Chet Holmes who worked for Warren, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and was their secret weapon who grew a company 16x for them in four years, 48 months roughly. So I worked that well. And then I got the, one of the best experiences of my life is working with him for four and a half years and getting mentored by him every Friday, learning how the secrets of how to build businesses, how to make them work, how to expand them, how to do all that stuff. And I went on my own after that because he got sick and he sold his company, Anthony Robbins. So I didn't want to go in that direction. I was more of a business coach. So the last 10 years, I've really been focusing on helping business owners really move their businesses forward, partnering with a couple other guys, helped one, in the last stretch, right before me, events got together, helped over 30 people scale from less than 20 to 30,000 a month to more than six figures. And some of those people, since I left that company, have used the same principles. Some of those people are now doing a quarter million a month because I still stay in touch with them. So I know a little bit about scaling businesses. So hopefully, I'm able to help some people today.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you know a few things, are you think a few things. We, we want to know what those things are, though. But before we get there. Before we get there, how do we, how did you and I meet? I think that's a neat story. I was in the previous coaching program that you were the head coach of, and as I've been very transparent about, it was the highlight for me. There was a lot of great highlights. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great highlights, but you were the highlight. And when I came to the first live event, me and one of my business colleagues attended and we got to have dinner. I don't know if you were sitting at our table. I think you dropped by our table and I was sitting with Uriel Kame and Eli Wilhide and what's that?
1: And Phil Graham
0: and Phil Graham. Oh, yeah, it was an epic night. Yeah, so look, look, envision this Phil Graham, Uriel came, me, Jay Maxwell, and Eli Wilhide. And then you just popped in at our table and you yeah. just started talking and you didn't stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Phil said he had a problem with his sales process, and I started talking about how to fix his sales process. Remember? Yeah, and I, I started drawing on the napkins. It was. It was epic. I wish I'd recorded that night. Really,
0: honestly. But. Me and Jay walked back and we're like, "Did that just happen?" That was like the most mind blowing conversation that I'd ever heard on sales, and just your insights and the way you were communicating like complex ideas like in a really simple way. I'm like, my mind was just being like, I was taken on an up and down. This is amazing. I was like rejuvenating my love for sales at the same time and just getting re-excited about the whole process and seeing, oh man, this is awesome. This is awesome. So anyways, the inside joke with me and Jay was like, oh, can you imagine Corby was our head coach? Can you imagine we could get him to uh, coach our students? Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? That conversation went back and forth from that was about March, 2019, all the way up until end of October. So in that time, you remember some of the things you were helping me with when I was coming on calls and I was coming on as a student asking you for help?
1: One of the best parts about you, Benz, was you were consistent. You came on like at the worst case there every two weeks, worst case. And so every week you come on and say, hey, Corb, this is what I'm dealing with this week. And here's the part that most people don't understand about coaches. So a lot of people you talk to are fitness coaches. Coaching happens once the workout stops. See, because the workouts are easy. But the coaching happens like what happens in your students' minds between workouts is going to determine the success or the failure of your programs. So we get confused as coaches a lot of times believing that our coaching is doing the magic. The coaching happens once I hang the phone up because now you have an action plan to go out and implement and come back to me, report back what happened in the field. So that was your, your gift. You came back, say, Kobe, I tried. This worked great. This one, not so much. Okay, Vince, let's take a look at it. So it's always, me, I look at key things, attract, convert, deliver, let's call it. And I say, okay, what happened here when you try to get new leads? This, okay, great. So let's tweak this and this. What happened here when you try to convert them into customers? This happened, okay, let's fix this and this. And then what happened when they got into your program? What's happening with them? Are they getting results? They're doing this and I want them to do this. Okay, let's move them in this direction because of this and this. So... After doing this for so long, Vince did it every week. And every time he reported back, the mastermind got bigger and bigger and bigger, which is the goal. So when you're working your programs as a coach, anybody listening to this podcast, you got to ask yourself, what are you doing on a daily basis to improve yourself so you can improve the results of your program? And that's what Vince was doing. So we had a lot of epic conversations, but one of my favorite with him is when he said, I don't think I can grow past this particular point. I'm like, why not? We don't have systems in place, which is, I geek out on systems. So we said, look, let's start fixing the systems. So as we started fixing the systems, he broke through that plateau. So here goes something everybody listening to this call should realize. If you have one client, when you get the three clients, it's going to become a little more complex. So every time you triple your business, you got to realign it. You got to know certain things to realign it each time. Let's call it for coaches, three thousand a month with your clients, you're going to need a slightly different way of approaching it to get the nine thousand consistently. Once you get the nine thousand, to get the twenty-seven thousand a month, you're going to have to realign a lot of things to make sure that you can scale to this twenty-seven. And once you go from twenty-seven times three, which would be uh, eighty-one, from 27 to 81, you to have to switch systems again. And then from eighty-one and so on. So what I realize a lot of coaches, especially listening to this podcast, are going to get stuck is around. How do you make the transition from each level to the new level to continually build your business? And it's not really a whole lot of things. So I always joke with Vince and all the people in our mastermind, if you can only recommend five exercises for somebody to get in shape, what would they be? So everybody listening to this podcast probably knows those five. But I say, if you can only do calisthenics, if you can only do five exercises, what would they be? So it'd be push-ups, pull-ups, dips, bodyweight squats, and knee raises. If you do those five exercises, you can get in shape. Pretty good shape just with those five. So, in business, there's not 927 different things you need to do. It's a really small set of things you need to do, like the only seven exercises you need to get bass. You only need these seven. So, in business, it's, especially in fitness business, it's only really five things you need to do on a daily basis that can guarantee your business will grow over time. That's it.
0: Okay, so we're going to wrap up here. We're going to let you guys try and figure those up on your own.
1: <laughs> let's talk a bit
0: about like the whole idea of I think one thing I want to talk about, I think we left him hanging a bit on the Friday episode with Sue was that, and this was Sue's words, these weren't our words. She said people won't figure it out on their own because it's too simple. That's true. Why is that true?
1: All right, let's look at it. Working out at the end of the day, right? If I want a big chest, Vince, and I say, Hey Vince, I don't want to do any bench pressing. So after you stop laughing at me, you so what are you going to do? <laughs> you said a big chest, not an in-shape chest. You can do push up to get in shape. But if you want a really big, wide chest, you're going to have to do some kind of bench press because you can't create enough stress just doing push-ups to get a really big chest. So it's not really complicated. It's just if I want to listen. So when you look at fitness, it's just a limited number of things. Like i give you an example, something simple. When I ask a lot of people, and if I ask most people right now, say, what's your closing percentage? You always get a beautiful number, 60 uh, 65%. 80% and nobody I've ever talked to has ever said 30%, which is probably the real number because unless you measure, one of the keys to Vince is unless you measure, nothing's gonna change because you're never gonna know. So I can't help you until you measure. And that was the hardest thing when we first started working together in the other, in the other mastermind is I said, Vince, I need numbers. You go, well, oh, I'm doing real good. Well, that, that's a good number. I, I know you bring bringing lot. More. <laughs> that's a good number. That's a good number. But one. we need to know what is that number? What is the percentage? How many people are you closing? What is the exact number? And Vince was like, I, I think about 70%. Like, I, I can't work with that. Like, I need a number so right. we can figure out how to scale. Because if you could just tell me 70%, if it was actually 70%, I could say, okay, if you want to add 70 members, let's get 100 people on the phone. Then if it's actually 70%, We'll have 70 new members at the end of the month. Whoa, wait a minute, Corey. Wait, wait, is it that simple? Well, yeah, but if you put the systems in place, yeah, it could be that simple.
0: What happens to a student who doesn't have that intel? The rest of the conversation you and I have is all just conversation. Just,
1: it's just it's a good conversation. It's, 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 just, have a it's, it's just, just
0: theory. It's theory. Yeah. So here's where the coach can only take you so far. If you're showing up for your check-ins and you don't know your macros, you don't know what your weight was, you don't have any inputs for the train for the coach to say, true. to listen on the feedback and say, okay, hang on a second. You said you missed the meal. What happened there? So there's the rest of the call is literally just theory. So you've just basically signed up for a coaching program where you're paying for theory because you're not involved in the process. So I think that's where I started to realize, oh, my business is actually stuck, not because I'm not... I don't have a great coach is because I'm not giving him enough of the intel. I'm not giving him intel he needs. I'm like, oh, but that's... McCoy. what was the problem with that? That wasn't exciting for me.
1: Yeah, business should be boring. My number one secret. <laughs> business should be boring. People should be excited.
0: Okay, let's talk a bit about that. So business should be boring. And what did you say should be exciting?
1: People. The people that you are helping service and that part should be exciting.
0: Got it. So I mean- let's talk about what's boring. Like specific, I, I'm... Guilty of this because I got into internet marketing and I got into heck even before that network marketing, because it was exciting. It was new. I love new. It's probably why I built a business model around launching program after program, because now that has two edged sword. I kept launching, but I didn't ever scale one program to the moon. So talk about the importance of distinguishing between when you need new and say one you need better because getting better is boring. And if you want to take it back to the bench press, like to get a bigger bench press, it's not doing three different variations with the flies on incline, decline, and flat, and then three different variations with the cables on incline, flat, and decline, and then three different cable vary. It's no, you just need to get stronger with the damn bench press. You need to put more reps in and you need to add more weight to the bar, but that's
1: not exciting though. Exactly. That's the part people miss. So I give you an example. Hey, Vince, what's your closing percentage? Oh, dude, I closed 70%. percent i never forget that. Day. I was like, you do what? That's really high. He goes, you think so? Yeah, that's high, dude. If you close at 70%, you should be making way, your business should be way bigger, which immediately he stops and goes, what do you mean? Because you just told me you're taking this many phone calls and that 70% and that's your price point. Even if it was $12 at this point, he'd still be rich. So I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right. Something's not adding up. Can we track it? He goes, okay, let's track it. So then when we got real numbers in the actual intel, so I'll give you an example. Everybody listen to this call. Something simple. What is your closing percentage? Exactly. Exactly the closing percentage. Not it's about 35%. It's about 40. What is your exact closing percentage? So the second question would be, and what is that based on? How did you figure out your exact closing percentage? You gotta figure out a certain way. Are you just saying the number of people I get on the phone? Is it the number of people that you talk to? Is it the number of people you reach out to? See, all these different numbers are critical, but you gotta have them in a way where when you put it all together, now you can say this paints a complete picture. So what was happening with me and Vince was very specifically is he was giving me broad strokes on the canvas like an artist. He was giving me broad strokes, so he was like a modern painter. I didn't like that because I can't figure out what the heck I'm looking at. So it looks great, but what kind of painting is it? I don't know. So we say, okay, Vince, your brush is way too big. We need a small brush that we can see details. He didn't like that at the beginning because he's like, no, nah, I'm doing great. Dude, why do I need it? Why do I need these small brushes? Because I want to see faces. I want to see. Details of the trees, how many leaves. I need to know all of that. So now I got a real picture. So now we can grow the whole forest because now we got clear trees. We got clear bushes. We got clear, everything's clear. Now we can grow it. But with the broad strokes, like Jack, Jackson Pollock, Mount Modern Paintings, I, I don't know what's going on there. So the first thing you got to do, I call it the 11th commandment. because Moses came off the mountain, because He dropped the rock. He had to go back. I always wondered what was on that rock. Some Jewish guy told me, he was like, look, it said, thy shall not fake thyself out. So, um, <laughs> Because at the end of the day, I found out this, and I'm, I was the master of this for a long time. I can lie to everybody else, mm. but when I'm at home, and I'm looking in that mirror, I tell myself the truth. Mm. So if you can't figure out what the real numbers by default, you're always going to lie to yourself. So that's going to handicap your business. Mm. So the first thing I would tell the listeners is, what is the real numbers of your business? Do you actually know your real numbers? Like your workout set, you got your workout log. If you got your workout log, got I did six sets of bench, this much weight. I struggled on the fifth set, so I dropped the weight down to get a couple of rest. So when you got your actual book, your workout log, now when you come to your coach, oh, so this is where you're struggling, Corby. I, I, I can see you keep breaking down here. So you don't have enough service strength. Okay, great. Over the next week, we're going to work on working on your front head and your delts, building your delts a little bit, and build some tricep strength to work with your chest to help you get better push. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, great. So now I got a plan so I can now move my bench press forward. But in your business, it works the same way. That's not exciting. I don't want to do extra shoulder sets because that's not fun. Because my shoulders on fire. I don't want to do another set like. I don't want to do another set of business. My, my shoulders on fire. You're going to be stuck at 230 with your bench press wrap Because you need to build all the other muscles around the bench press. See, people see the big chest, they don't see all the other exercises other than the bench, bench press that helps contribute to that. So in your business, sales is for me, it's like bench pressing. Or if you got big legs or big glutes, that's the bench press for your particular program that you're offering. So if I can see your numbers. I can immediately say this is wrong with your business. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And here's what you need to fix. But it's always not, it's, it's never going to be like, Oh my God, I can't wait to start working on this. It's going to be like two extra sets of dips two extra. It's not complicated. It's It's really simple, but unless you know what you're looking for, it's always going to be complicated. So I teach you what to look for and how to fix it. That's it.
0: That's fantastic. Really awesome. And we have, um, something called the 10k sprint challenge and we delivered it in uh, May at the virtual mastermind. And uh, that next month, I can't count how many people hit their first 10k first 15k month. And um, ever since then, what well, we really discovered which is the next thing I want to talk about is just doing less because more, because what happens is when you get clarity on the only questions that matter is you end up realizing there's not a whole lot of things to do. And it actually all of a sudden becomes not overwhelming and you're forced to actually just take action because there's not too much stuff to think about. Now it's just implementing, testing, tweaking. So let's talk about like, why did our students all of a sudden make a leap through the month of it was the month. Okay. We had our mastermind at the end of May. So it was June, July, August. Mm -hmm. We've been like in this upswing since May, like consistently across the board, right? Not just like a few guys and a few girls, like consistently overall. Why are members doing better now? Overall, since that we just figured that out. Like I think, and I'll I'll be open about this. I've always found my identity in being a teacher. And if I'm not teaching, sharing something new, I don't, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing my job or I like, I'm not relevant or I'm like, I'm not impressing everyone, but I'll realize that's actually holding people back because I'm giving them too much. And you pointed that out for me. And you always have a way of doing it in a way that's, it's easy to receive for me, but you show me, Hey, I think we figured something out and we've, we are doing less trainings, more implementation calls, more get on stock calls and the members are doing better. And then the second month we're like, what should we teach this month? And you're like, nothing, just. Let's repeat what we did last month. (laughs) And then then same thing. like, what about this coming month? Like, we should teach some new stuff. No, just less. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I think one thing is we're just get out of their way that sometimes the coach gets in the client's way because they give them too much stuff to do. Exactly. And it's, is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? And, And yeah, you can spend them in a tail chase. And I think one thing you've really helped us focus on doing, and it's just guys, there's seven things you gotta focus on if you wanna hit your first hundred K month. Same seven things that you gotta do if you wanna hit your first 5K month. They're the same seven things. They don't change. That's okay. the create they don't change at all.
1: You just gotta get better at doing them. That's it. I, I, it sounds too simple sometimes, but you just right. gotta have the seven high, you just gotta have these seven high-income skills. And so we've been talking a lot about sales So everybody was once more sales. So we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about a simple one today, sales. First thing I would ask you is, uh, when, when, all right, so Vince, so the answer to this. So I got to phrase this as pretend you don't know. When do you start closing?
0: I'm closing in my posts. Are you yeah, talking, is exactly. that what you're looking for? Sometimes you see, I don't even know. <laughs> Did I get the right answer?
1: That's an answer. When yeah. do you start closing immediately? How often do you close all the time, yeah. but you got to know how to close certain a, a different types of closes. So you got the pan ultimate close. So when every time I talk about sales, as soon as I open it up for Q&A, what's the first kind of question I always get asked, no matter what? I don't care what I'm talking about. What's the first question I always get
0: asked? How do you overcome money objection?
1: Uh, yeah, how do you overcome the money objection? So my my, my question to everybody on this call, let, let, let's do a quick, let's do a little quick live study if you're listening right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you get the, if I came to your house, Vince, and the first time I came to your house, I said, hey, buddy, and I slapped you in your face. I said, like, man, that's, that's a weird culture. Like, I, you don't slap people in the face up here. So then the second time you come to my house and I slap you in the face again. So what's going to happen the third time I come to the house? Are you going to be prepared to duck at least? At minimum, Because you only get slapped in the face again. But here's my baffling question. In sales, everybody gets the money objection, like all the time. So wouldn't it make sense to put some energy into figuring out the best way to handle that one objection Mm -hmm. before it ever comes up? See, money objections at the end of a sales call happened way back here in the process, and now finally here, they get the chance to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So what if we handled it way back here, like at the beginning of the sales process, so that by the time it comes up, when it's actually going to be in a real objection, yeah. it's a small objection. I don't know how to pay you. What's the fast way to get you money? What's the... So then you can work through other objections other than money. Right. So
0: That's no, that's brilliant. Yeah. And, and we've got so many gazillion techniques for that, but we're big on just so we don't leave our listeners hanging too much here. One of, one of my favorites is it's not going to cost you anything.
1: It's free to listen. It's my
0: favorite one. It's free to listen, but then also it's not going to cost you anything. What do you mean? It's not going to cost me anything. One of you need to know your numbers goes back to your numbers, Laura. She's got a great slide in her, in her webinar. And it's a screenshot of one of her females saying that since she started working with her, she's been saving $480 a month on food because she's eat, because she was wasting a lot of money eating out and then on supplements she didn't need. So her coaching program costs less than $480 a month. So we've taught her to share in all of her marketing. When people ask her, you're probably wondering how much does it cost? She says, it's a lot less than you think. In fact, it's not going to cost you anything. It's actually going to be free once I show you how to eat. But if you don't learn how to use those lines consistently in your marketing, yeah, all you're going to get all day is how much does it cost? It's going to be a lot less than if you were to hire me in person. What do you mean by that? If you were to hire me in person, it's a hundred dollars an hour hundred dollars an hour for four sessions a week is $400 a week. And we're going to be trained for 16 weeks together. So you're looking at $6,400. So you could always work with me in person, or we could work on my online program and be a fraction of that. So all of a sudden, what did I just do? I anchored you to $6,400, which is the true cost of what it would be. But again, it's always learning how to communicate your value. Um, How much is it going to cost? I can tell you what it's not going to cost you. If you keep going down the path, you're going with those, the bench press technique you got there, Corby, you're going to be in your therapist's office getting ART treatment for the next six years. And you're looking at at least 75 bucks a pop, one treatment per year, or sorry, one treatment per month times 12 times the next, that's $900 a year times the next six years. You're looking at $5,400 in therapy if you don't learn how to start bench pressing properly. Oh, so yeah, it's actually not going to cost you anything to work with me. I don't co- I'm not an expense. So now what we're teaching trainers how to do is become marketers, which is a new skill, but it's a learnable skill that we, they can all grasp. But we got off on a, on a tangent there. But um, what you're saying, Corby, is if you know what the objection is, now we need to start to learn how to handle it.
1: Before it comes up.
0: Before it comes up.
1: Yeah. So communicate value. One of the things I do figure back on what you do is I, I try to communicate value as early in the process as possible. So one of the reasons, one of the things I try to do is, is I try to get them to tell me why they need my help. And then I say, if, if, if I can get you that result, you just asked for how much would it be worth to you? I usually get two, two answers. It'd be worth everything, which I have no idea how much that is. And it would be priceless. Again, I have no idea, but in, I know in their brain, If I can get them that result that they're dreaming of having, they'd be willing to pay anything. That's basically what that means to me. So by doing that in the beginning of the call, now I'm not going to have to worry about it at the end of the call because I remember you saying it was priceless. So it's going to be a lot less than that. Trust me. Oh, okay, great. So I can use it at the end because now it's definitely cheaper than priceless.
0: All right. So let's, that's awesome. So, Hey, we titled this podcast, how to hit your first 50 K and why don't you talk a bit about uh, what we're doing in the seven figure mastermind. This will be uh, new news for anybody listening. Uh, something we talked about just this morning, a few hours ago, tell me about your vision with New okay, so, little venture.
1: Okay. So one of the things I like to do is I like to do entrepreneurship within a business. So we're going to take a small group of people who are super clear about their niche, super clear about their program, super clear about what they're offering. And we're gonna help them do three specific things to move them from that 15 to 20K range to the 45, 50, 60K range over the next 90 to 120 days. And how we're gonna do that is just focus on a very limited number of things. And one of those around specific strategies to nurture leads and specific strategies to help bring those leads in and maintain them. So that's it. I know that sounds super complicated. Nurture the leads. Bring yeah, them in yeah. on a consistent basis and make sure you're giving them world-class service.
0: Hey, Corby, okay. I'm, Corby I'm already doing that, but I'm not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's answer the the guy listening right now, but I'm already doing
1: that. If you were, you'd already be at 50,000. So now let's talk about nurturing first. What is your system for nurturing your leads? Do you have a system that's built well fleshed out? So what if you start nurturing them immediately and then they fall out of the process? What happens when they fall out? Do you keep, how do you keep them in the process? How do you keep that conversation going? Because remember, all marketing is a two-way conversation. Although you're not physically talking to each person, there's a conversation going on over the long-term. Give you an example. One guy that just joined our seven-figure mastermind recently, he's been following Vince for, I think it was 10 years or something, I said, what took you so long? 10 years, you've been following him that long? Oh yeah, I've been following Vince forever. But now is the time he's finally ready. And because Vince has been consistent over 10 years, And keeping that conversation going with the guy when he was looking for a trainer and a coach to help him get to the next level in his business, because now he's ready. This was a logical option. So how are you keeping that conversation going with people? Now, it's going to be a while while you nurture. Some people nurture fast, some people nurture slow. But it has to be in your nature to nurture people long-term.
0: Ooh, that's nice. I don't think I've heard you say that one. It's got to be in your nature to nurture people. No, that's great. And now you're talking about being consistent with content. Yes, no. And this is where a lot of people get impatient at the start, not realizing like my first two years, I was writing articles, trying to get published. I was trying to find my voice on YouTube. I was making some money, but not enough to quit my job. Like it wasn't like I made it. It was still like, is this uh, sustainable? I wasn't just talk about the faith you need to have in these early stages and even not just the early stages, but what we're seeing now is like members even having their first 15, 20 K month. And then they get scared. Am I going to be able to do this again? And even, even me, like we hit some of the numbers that we're hitting right now. And I, even my mind, I'm like, my wife asked me, she's good. She, Flavia said the other day, she goes, is it going to stay like this? And I'm like, and I, even she's tripped me up. I'm like, I hope so. But yeah, I don't know. Did we just have a good month or am I get, or did we get lucky this month or it's so even at the highest level that keeps showing up, is this sustainable, but it goes back to the magic questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I always say the devil's in the detail and because the devil's in the detail, the dollars are in the discipline. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, that's the key.
0: I'm quiet when I talk to Core Cor because I'm writing half the time he's talking.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, the dollars are in the discipline. What do you mean by that? All right, so I give you an example. When I when, it's almost a year, wow, seems like I just got here, Vince. I asked Vince one question the very first, like the very first time when I say hey Vince, let's give it a go. Boom, very first calls me him rich. I said hey, let me see your numbers, buddy. He said, all of them. Yeah, all of them. I need to know all the numbers so we can get an idea, like, how can I help with the coaching? How can I help here? How can I help here? So he had a whole lot of numbers, but it was just like a few little small ones that I was looking for. And he didn't have you. So said so we need to figure out how to track this because it's going to keep us from going from. Let's call it. Let's make it simple. One thousand dollars a month to three thousand dollars. a month. Obviously, the numbers are a lot larger than that. But let's say to go from one thousand to three thousand. We need to know these little finite numbers here. Because we're always going to get stuck because this is where the system is going to break down. He said, I remember it because I remember you talked to Joe. He said, yeah, that's, yeah, you need those numbers. So we got a specialist in with these magic spreadsheets. and <laughs> I don't even know what the call a dude. Do I don't even what know what do
0: they do did. I don't know how they do that stuff. It's, it's just, yeah, it, man,
1: it's, yeah, anyway. super smart. I, like his spreadsheet was like.
0: Data analysis, this is what they do. You have to hire data analysis, tell him the numbers you want, and it's his job to figure it out.
1: Yeah, he was like Goku level, or Dragon Ball Z or something. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> all right, he got it, great. But once we figured that number out, here's the funny thing: we were still growing as a company. But once we got that number and we figured out a way to actually get it, instead of going like this, now we started going like this every month. And then, and then, because now we knew what to fix. So the discipline, think... yeah. you know, that the dollars was in that discipline of getting very clear on that one number. And then once we got that one number, okay, this is how much it costs us to get a lead to the penny. Once we got the discipline to break everything all the way down to that one number, now we say, okay, if we invest this much in marketing based on this discipline. We can generate. We put in ten dollars, we can get out sixteen dollars. What happens if we put in a hundred dollars? Can we get out a hundred and sixty dollars? Oh,
0: but then it and then it breaks, and then you got to figure out why, and then you got to go backwards, and then. It- It gets constant, guys. It's not freaking easy.
1: Yeah. You just say, okay, well, now we put a dollar in, and now we're only getting a dollar ten. Still making money. So now we we grew to a size now where everything breaks. So remember, rule of three. So now we tripled in size. So now we got to say, okay, let's bring it back down. And what systems do we need to reorganize of the seven systems to get to the next level? So now... He's big enough at this point where maybe branding is more important. Maybe acquisition of customers is more important in terms of people seeing this stuff. When I say customers, everybody's a customer, whether they're following you on, you know, Instagram, on Facebook, always look at all your followers as customers or potential customers. And Once they go from a customer, once they finally engage you, they go from a customer to a client because a customer is a person that you just service and the client is a person that you take care of. So you want to move people from being customers in terms of following you and following your content, customers of your client to being a, customers of your content, to being a client who you care for and help them get the results in their life. So that's how you build that. So when you do that, that's going to help you. So you just got to know your numbers. And these, as you get bigger, each time it breaks. So the dollars are in the discipline, I don't know how to discipline yourself. And that's what we're going to do with this people in the seven-figure mastermind. We're going to help them become disciplined. And that's going to generate the dollars because the devil's in those details. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: excellent. Just have
1: your buddy Steven Furtick will say, new level, new devil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's Bishop T.D. Jakes. He says that too. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah new level, new devil. that's always going to be a new problem no matter how big you get.
0: Okay. The problem is never go away, are you telling me? Is that right?
1: Jeff Bezos said last week, we need to figure out how to get products to our clients in 60 minutes. That's our next big goal. I said, 60 minutes? Come on, man. Like, I was excited getting stuff in a week. Now he's <laughs> I can order something on Amazon and get it in sixty minutes. That doesn't even sound possible. Yeah, I love it. That's, his, mean- new, that's his new devil. <clears throat> sixty minutes. So I'm think, I think in five years' minutes, you order and then somebody knocks immediately. That, that's the next level. Let's do some
0: rapid fire. We got four minutes here before our six-figure crew comes on for their ATM call. What's what are some of the traits that you've seen time and time again? that really are like if hey who do they need to become let's talk about not what they do but who do they need to become because what they do the tactics change we we're changing the tactics we're t- changing the strategies based on what's working not working how these platforms are changing how the marketplace is getting more savvy based on everything it's constant this landscape's constantly changing so who do they need to be cuz let's we let's control what we can control
1: yeah so you gotta have one master strategy because strategy never changed. Bigger chess. Tactics and information change. Strategy stays the same, tactics change. So I give you an example. 10 years ago, you could just email people and make money. Just email people, and make money. Now nobody opens the email no more. So now we got a new new same strategy. I want somebody to buy my stuff, but nobody checks the email. So now what you do? You create followers, you get followers on Instagram, on Facebook. And now followers and posting is the new version of email until Facebook and Instagram goes, eh, nah, we're not going to let you do that. No, more. we're going to limit your reach. Oh, I forgot. They're doing that now. So we want you to, <laughs> so luckily Vince, we're, we're in this fight every day. So now we go, okay, how do we now get their attention if they're limiting our exposure? So we had to change our tactics and make our content more valuable, more shareable, more and get people, our followers, to get engaged in actually helping us acquire new followers by helping them share and make our content more exciting or building in a way where people like it. Absolutely.
0: Huh. That's beautiful. Okay, great. So, who they need to be, Who? how would you describe that person? Who is that person?
1: You have to become an attractive character to the people you're trying to attract. Hmm. So, if you're hardcore, like a John in our group in the Seven figure Mastermind. He's a pretty oh. intense dude. So interestingly, <laughs> all of his clients are intense. And if you look at Mark Avens, he's laid back. So all of his clients are laid back. If you look at Laura, she's like intense but fun. And then you look at her clients, they're intense but fun. And if you look at Sue, Sue's like business-minded. So you look at her clients that come up for the photo shoots, they tend to be business-minded. So you need to only become an attractive character to the people that you want to follow, not to everybody. Because when you become attracted to everybody, either you're Oprah or you're nobody. So I don't have the money that Oprah has. So I'm just going to try to be attractive to people who can understand my level of intensity and the way I play. So just I like become attractive to a small group of people.
0: Now, how long does it take to become attractive? Is this like an overnight thing a one trip to the barber kind of thing or what?
1: <laughs> only thing that happens overnight is oatmeal. But as a... <laughs> Taylor Swift once said, oh, my overnight success only took me 15 years. So, yeah. oh, Vince, hold on, wait a minute. You've been around 15 years, too. Yeah, so you overnight success.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It, it takes time. And it's going to evolve. Yeah. Because the person that Vince was 10 years ago versus five years ago versus two years ago, even six months ago compared to now, because he stays in the learning phase between new masterminds, new coaches. I always say, if you're a coach, who's coaching you? If you're you're a coach not getting coached, how are you becoming better as a coach?
0: Yeah. Hey, Corby, two more quick ideas. I'm going to actually let people inside uh, so they can uh, just keep listening in, and I'll keep them all muted out here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And what I want to know, two more things, is I think a lot of people come into a coaching program with the notion that everything is already laid out for them. And it is. It's laid out week one, week two, week three. There's, hey, we need you to do this. Then you got to do this. You got to do this. But I think there's a shock almost like when something doesn't work, just help salvage that, manage that blow. when that, that disappointment comes when that, the response wasn't what they were hoping for, they thought it was going to be. And it's, it's one of almost defeat, really a lot of frustration, overwhelm, stress, like just help them gain a different perspective and filter it through a different lens when this happens.
1: I can tell you this. When I started selling vids, I knocked on 298 doors before I got my first sale. And I had to tweak my approach throughout those 298 298 knocks to get to that level. So here's what happens. When people come in, everybody's at their own level. You see what I'm saying? So if I was to get into the fitness game like brand new right now, I shouldn't expect what I'm going to do to work very well because who the heck is Corby? At least in the fitness world. But if I launch a new product to call centers or to manufacturing companies, I'm expecting it to do well because I'm well-known in that small micro niche. So as you become more successful you start building your programs, you got to realize how engaged are your followers before you ever met us, before you ever started your journey or down this to being a fit pro? How, how successful were you before? What is the engagement of your followers? How active are the people around you? So that way you can start to gauge When is the best time to take my business to the next level? That's how you figure it out. Hmm.
0: I like that. Okay. So just, I think a final thing. So you're in this game, one final, (coughs) one final identity that they need in order to be successful. And I think we've talked about becoming somebody who's willing to Somebody's willing to test things out, talk about why testing is so frustrating. It takes so long and it's way more work than anybody anticipates and just how to manage that and, and the value of continuing to test.
1: You always got to keep testing because even to this day, Vince, every week, every Monday, you have a meeting on what happened last week based on what you tested. If this happens every Monday for you after 15 years, why would it not be happening for me after 15 months or 15 days? Because what you said 10 years ago, it doesn't work right now. I'm willing to bet. Money, whatever you want to bet Vince, I bet you it doesn't work right now. Because guess what? Nobody's opening the emails. So that's not working. <laughs> you know, so Unless they know you already. And you somehow may make it past that 38 filters. So it's not working. So then the second piece is, when you look at people now, you gotta test. I always say this, one of my favorite ones is what? Marketing is a nine letter word that means what? Test. Cause if you go to any marketing guru, I don't care who it is, say hey, and you, you're around enough for a hundred million dollar mastermind, where like the minimums are like ten million dollars, that kind of craziness. So, when you say hey, Corbia, I'm wondering if this will work. They immediately reply with we'll what? Test, and then tell me what happens, and we'll fix it.
0: Mm.
1: So if I'm like, wait a minute, this, these guys make millions of dollars. They got tons of numbers, and the first thing they tell you is test. So, yeah, they told totally me to test it. And once I get some numbers, come back to them and then we'll fix it. So here's what you need to know. Same thing you do for your clients, do for your business. You have to test, see how the market responds and then you pivot, you test, you pivot, test, pivot a little less, test, pivot a little less, test, pivot a little less, then test and then it's locked in. And then it's going to work for X amount of time. And then that's going to break. And then you're going to have to, you know, oh it's not working the way I want. Okay. So now we test something new, test a couple of ideas till you find one that starts working. And then you keep making that idea better and better. That's, that's the shortcut to success.
0: And I think the last thing, let's just finish up on this note here. Final uh, thought for the day. And it's, there's this fear to get started. There's this fear to just get in the game. There's a fear to make mistakes. And I think the, the, why we get frustrated with that is because you're just preventing the testing process. this is a step that can't be skipped.
1: Yeah, here's what I'll say. If I start today, everybody here is a fit pro right now. So if I start your program today and I'm not getting the results in two months that I want, would they make a change? and Adjust the program so it can help me maybe work to my specific needs. Maybe I got a weak shoulder or something. So they can adjust the program so it can work for me. But if I wait two months before I start the program, how much have I improved? Hmm. None. None. So that's the issue. My mother says this. Have your issues with the tissue. I'm like, what? Yeah, go in the back and cry alone. I ain't got time for that. (laughs) So I was like, have my issues with the tissue. Yeah, because everybody wants to cry, but nobody wants to work. So as my first employer always used to say, everybody want a job, but nobody want to work. So everybody want to join your program, but they don't actually want to work out. They, they think by joining Melissa's program, I'm going to be curvy in 90 days just because I paid the membership. Hey, Melissa, I'm going to give you this money. And then 90 days, I need you to come back and give me my new body. That's what I want. But I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to meal prep. I don't want to. So what happens in your program events is the same thing. Just by joining the seven-figure mastermind, just by joining the six-figure mastermind, by osmosis, all of your knowledge rains down on them gently at night while they sleep, and they wake up as a marketing genius. That's not how it works. Is we get in there and we do it wrong, and then we do it less wrong, and then we do it less wrong, and then we do it slightly, and then we do it more, and then we do it, then we got a lot thin. But there's no way to skip that. There's no shortcut to a big chest, Vince. You got a bench press. There's no shortcut. The shortcut is bench press and follow some program called the big chess protocol.
0: Yeah. And let's wrap up with our favorite line. Who's the shortcut?
1: Vince. <laughs> Six-figure mastermind, seven-figure mastermind is the shortcut.
0: No, no, Hard no, no. The real answer.
1: Hard work is the shortcut.
0: I, I, after the co- after you've made the investment, what's the true shortcut after that?
1: Get the work. And, and follow who, the program. And,
0: and who's in charge of that?
1: Well, the coaches. And the people that's going to help. Well, our communities are so strong, Vince, though. I mean, our communities are – I think that's our secret sauce. The people in our programs are so good, and they help each other so much. I don't think anybody else can compare.
0: Yeah, and I think ultimately the last thing I want to hear you say is the shortcut's you.
1: Well, I'm never going to say that.
0: (laughs) Not you. Not you. The shortcut is the person on the other side. They're the shortcut.
1: Oh, yeah. They are the shortcut. Absolutely.
0: Each person here listening is the shortcut.
1: Yeah, I think in that's, case. I think that's,
0: I think that's the biggest, like at the end of the day, you have to trust yourself. But at the end of the day, you just have to put in the work, not having the guarantee that it's going to work. And the only person that can bring that to the table is the person on the other side. Yeah. And that comes down to how badly they want it and uh, how long they're willing to hurt and test and, go the distance so that's the shortcut is you're the shortcut Uh,
1: as i always say Vince, i'll carry 50 bricks, but i will not carry 51 you gotta wait
0: yeah i like that i think that's a great place to wrap up so hey coach corbs that was excellent we're actually going to um go in and teach the 10 minute check-in which is a system you've created i don't know if you want to hang out and just teach it since it's your system
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a a coaching call. I'll be back in 20 minutes.
0: Okay, no worries. No, I'll get these guys going, but I'll give you credit because the training we're doing here today was created by Corby and it's awesome. We'll wrap up. Hang on one second. So listen, everyone, listen on the Vince Del podcast. If this was a helpful episode for you, there's uh, three ways you can help me out One is to leave a review at the Vince Del Monte podcast show. If it earned a five star rating, we'd prefer those. And two, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social stories. Tag me. You're not allowed to tag Corby because we keep him under the radar. All right. (laughs) He doesn't, he's, I think his profile is private, by the way. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. And uh, three, tag another online trainer. If you know somebody who's uh, looking to start, build or scale uh, in an introduction would be awesome. That's all we ask is uh, just sharing this with other people who'd benefit. Corby, thanks so much. We'll have to have you back for a part two and we'll talk to you all soon. Ciao, ciao.